You know, I have come to a terrible realization. I am five years away from retirement. I am the last of the baby boomers. When I was born, somebody somewhere said, okay, enough with the baby boomers. Let's move on to the next generation. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I will stop working when I quote unquote retire, but it does mean that I need to think about succession planning. And when you think that 75% of small and medium-sized businesses right now are owned by boomers, well, what the heck are we going to do? And that's coming up next on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that helps small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you dare to be the exception. Join our host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you develop your business. So you can take the time to work on your business, not just in your business. Here's your host, Mark Hain. Welcome to this episode of Experience Leadership. This is where small business owners and entrepreneurs pick up core skill sets to help them work on their business, not just in their business. I am your host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain. And today, I am so excited to be speaking with action coach, John Makowski. And we'll get to him in just a minute. I just wanted to take a moment to say hi to my subscribers. This podcast now has been going on for quite a while. And so I want to thank you for subscribing and taking in each episode. You really are amazing. You are the reason why I do this. So thank you so much for even joining me today. I hope you and your team get extraordinary value from today's content. If you find this information valuable, please go ahead and share this episode on social media. And don't forget to use the hashtag experience leadership. You would not only be part of this conversation by putting in your comments and questions on your own, but you'd also let me know that I'm bringing you the content that you want to consume, that I'm on the right track, bringing information that you can use in your business today. That's really important to me because every episode I'm always planning on what is a problem that we can use? What's a problem we can define so that we can bring you solutions that you can apply to your business? I recently read a quote that I thought was really very profound. The quote was, Succession is a process, not an event. Start it as soon as you are thinking about an exit. So I have to ask you our question of the day. As a business owner, are you ready to turn your business over to somebody else? If not, what are you doing and what do you need to do to make sure that you protect the legacy of everything that you've built in your business? My guest today is John Makowski. John is a passionate builder of strong relationships and takes great joy in seeing other people succeed. With about 20 years of sales, marketing, and service-oriented approach garnered through the global financial markets, John brings a spark of entrepreneurial spirit to serving others. He has helped turn and build companies in the transportation, logistics, and beauty industries. He believes that life should be filled with success, joyous memories, and inspirations of the soul. <laughs> Welcome to the show, John. It's so great to have you here. Thank you, Mark. Pleasure to be here. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you do for clients. For sure. 
For sure. So I've got a kind of a twofold position within Action Coach. So not only have I gone through their training and certification program that helps me deal one-on-one with businesses, and it's world-class, but I also work for the master licensor who owns Canada. I'm in charge of franchise development for them, which means that, you know, a big part of my job is obviously finding, you know, passionate business uh, owners or people who want to maybe start to monetize the business acumen and the amount of education and experience they've uh, they've received through years and years of business ownership themselves. So, you know, having both aspects of it really allows me to pivot and work on uh, uh, many different fronts uh, for small and medium-sized businesses. Wow. It sounds to me that you are really kind of this this connector within the industry. I would say that'd be pretty accurate. And so when you start working with people, what is there a, is there a process that you go through when you start working with new clients? How does somebody get in and start working with you? Yeah, so if we were looking for a, like a small and medium-sized business or working with a small and medium-sized business, obviously there's got to be alignment of what we do with what their hopes and their dreams and, and goals are for the, uh, for the business, which obviously falls in line with succession planning. We always do a business diagnostic. It's a full uh, uh, full diagnostic or health check on the organization itself to make sure, you know, to see where things can be improved, to find uh, areas of, that we can uh, grow, that we can uh, create more efficient, leverage processes, systems, teams, et cetera, et cetera. So, but that initial conversation with small and medium-sized businesses starts with a business diagnostic and making sure their personal alignments are in align with their business goals. Gotcha, yeah. 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 So it's more than just talking business succession planning then. It's it's whole operation coaching that you do. Well, business succession planning is really just setting yourself up to be sellable in the future, right? As you mentioned, you know, we've got a huge transfer of wealth coming down the pipeline here from baby boomers and owners of businesses like over the next six, eight, ten years. And we estimate it's around one point five trillion in assets or wealth transfer that's gonna be moved. You know, sometimes family businesses, the natural succession is is the children, but other times, you know, business owners, they need to plan years in advance to make sure that their business and their operation is attractive to a third party. Right. What we do know is that 80% of businesses that do go up for sale really don't sell for what they were asking or they get unfavorable terms. So you're saying 80% of the businesses. So are there like, what is the trend? Like, why is this happening? The trend, I think, really comes down to what you said at the very beginning there, Mark, at the beginning of your show. It was people working in their business, not on their business, right? If you looked at kind of, you know, an entrepreneurial ladder, and we do have an entrepreneurial ladder that we describe, but, you know, if someone buys a business, but they have to work in it, really, you know, that's the old term of I bought a job, right? Um, You're a manager, you're a general manager. Some people might argue that they're business owners because they own an independent business, but they're not really at a level where they would consider them entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs can step away from their business and let their business run on their own. So here at Action Coach, our our definition of a, of a viable business is a commercially profitable enterprise uh, that can operate without you. Right. And so it's literally changing the mindset that this business needs me to developing it to a point where the business is successful in spite of me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, you know, I think, I mean, we've been hearing this for years, decades of, you know, work on your business, not in your business. But I don't think the majority of individuals have the tools or processes and steps to be able to accomplish that. Or they just don't know where the where the starting point is. Yes. And, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because 
This is episode number 32 of, of Mark Hain Live. And in previous episodes, we've talked about the need for people to build capacity because they might have been brilliant when they set up their business because they were really good at what they did. Mm-hmm. But they didn't necessarily go out and get HR training. They didn't necessarily get out, go out and learn how to do marketing. They didn't necessarily go out and learn about finance and, and business management. They became what I call incidental entrepreneurs. They ah. fell into their business, probably up to here. Right, right. <laughs> but part of succession planning, you know, you know, we like the word coach because it, it, it identifies so many different aspects of what we do. Yes, we consult, we advise, but, you know, we're coaches because we're along for the ride uh, the entire time with these organizations, with these businesses and with our partners. But the word coach, I kind of relate it to uh, any athletic endeavor, right? Whether it's a, a team event or an individual you know, swimming freestyler who has a coach, right? A coach is there every step of the way, right? And uh, what's interesting, you know, when we're talking about business succession planning, if you are an Olympic athlete, you've got a pretty good idea on the number you've got to hit four years from now, right? If If you're in the 100 meter sprint, you know you've got to run around that low nine second, to be competitive. So you're, you're, you work backwards on every training regimen, on every event, on your, your health, your fitness, your nutrition from that end point in mind, uh, all the way back to day one, uh, starting in training. And that's what businesses need to do as well is, is starting now to make sure that in those six, eight, 10 years out that they do have a viable, uh, commercially profitable enterprise that can run without it. That makes it very attractive for someone else, a private equity firm, a third party to be able to own it uh, as an entrepreneur, not as buying a job. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting that you use the analogy of, of sports because, I, you know, I don't know if you would ever have a star basketball player ever turning around to somebody and saying, I'm successful. I don't need a coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Never. But yet businesses will turn around and say, hey, my business is great. I don't need a coach. And yeah. it's like, you know, the coach is there for accountability and support. And we've said in this podcast many times that we can't do everything by ourselves. We just can't, it's humanly impossible. Yeah, and so it's really interesting this idea of of bringing in a coach and I'm glad that your philosophy is actually melding very closely with mine. We'll be right back with more experienced leadership right after this. When the spotlight shines on your business, are customers applauding or yawning? In other words, how is your business performing? Make your business a star with the new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater by Mark Haim. Mark uses his business and acting experience to help you see your business like a live show so you can create a performance your customers will never forget. Buy Lights, Camera, Action today at your favorite online retailer or directly at markhaim.com. Welcome back. I am here with action coach John Makowski, and we're talking about succession planning. When it comes down to this idea of businesses shaking their mindset to start thinking about this idea of succession planning, could you? is there a central problem here that people are focused with? I mean, first and foremost, I think every business should have a coach. I mean, our personal goal is to have an action coach for every business in Canada. We've got about 1.2 million small and medium-sized businesses across the nation, and we are severely, severely lacking uh, in capacity for coaches. We can use a tremendous amount more uh, and good, high-quality uh, individuals. So number one, I would say hire a coach. What a coach does is it holds you accountable unto yourself, right? The other thing that's like a commonality uh, really would be in working in your business. They're not valuing valuing their time like what 
the CEO should be uh, valuing their time, right? right? If you took a business that's operating, you know, a million dollars in revenue per year, average 2,000 uh, hours work per year, basically that CEO is a $500 uh, an hour job, right? You can do that with many different uh, outliers or, or sorry, many different uh, businesses. But when you start looking at that and you start analyzing where they're spending the majority of their time, if they're doing, you know, $100 hour endeavors or $15 an hour endeavors, the opportunity cost on the outside is, um, you know, very tremendous, right? right? The high value decisions are the invisible ones. Yeah. 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 And it becomes a false sense of economy when people start doing the job that they should be hiring their people to do. And, and again, part of that is ineffective leadership is like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I'm not going to delegate it because I can do it better better and faster myself. Uh, But then you end up in the situation where you're no longer leading, you are doing. You're doing. It can only last so long. When it comes down to this idea of succession planning, I too, you know, I've dealt with a lot of different operators in hotels, casinos, and restaurants. And when I talk to owners about succession planning, it kind of gets poo-pooed away. I'll deal with it later. (laughs) Are people waiting too long to think about their business transitions? 100%. 100%. You know, like the analogy that I gave with the uh, with the Olympic coach, right? They know four years uh, ahead of time what they have to do on every day moving, uh, moving back, right? Yep. Businesses that are very, very comfortable, let's say they're making a good income for themselves, for their family, for the community, whatever it might be, they, uh, uh, unless they have, you know, some sort of uh, what we call perturbation, out, uh, external pressure put on them to change, they get kind of very, very complacent up until a point where they say, Oh, geez, I would really like to uh, move to the Caribbean. I'm just going to sell my business now, right? Back to the idea of the entrepreneur. The idea of the entrepreneur is that your business should be able to run without you. Therefore, there might not even be a need to sell because it just self-perpetuates and self-sustains itself, right? Without much management and time. Right. Uh, ultimately, people value time, team, and money. So if we can set that up for that success, they might not need to even transition. Yeah. Uh, they might... And you're not saying that it goes without leadership. No. It just means that the owner puts themselves in a position where they empower other people to take on those leadership roles to keep the vision alive and to keep the business moving forward. A hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. If somebody is watching this and they're saying, you know, they're like me, <laughs> they're, they're, they're on the cusp of turning 60 and they need to start thinking about this idea of, I've been doing this, maybe, it, maybe I have been, maybe I just bought myself a job and I've been doing this for years with passion, something I love doing, but now I have to start thinking about the future. What are the steps they need to take in order to start that process so that they're ready in five years? Yeah, I mean, we've got a very defined process on, on what that looks like. Ultimately, what we want to get people to is where, you know, where we can implement a general manager for that, for that organization, right, that has very clean, def- uh, defined roles, you know, who can take over for that uh, for that business owner. However, to get there, a lot of the small and medium sized businesses don't have that uh, don't have the the income, uh, the finances or revenue rather to uh, to accomplish that. So we got to work backwards again. Right. And really, our six steps, you know, process within that starts really at the foundation of, you know, mastering certain aspects or pillars of, of the foundations of uh, uh, businesses. Right. Your Your cash management, your time management, your delivery management, destination management, right? From there, then we can pivot. Once we have a very strong base within a, within a company and organization, then we can pivot into, you know, identifying what their niche is, what makes them unique, what's their unique selling proposition, and then start to get to market 
on, you know, generating, generating increased revenue. And we do it through, you know, a very, uh, very defined process. You know, a lot of times people say, well, I want to grow my business. Uh, I need more customers. Well, it's not customers. Yes, you do need customers, but they're the results of other actions. They are the results of generating leads, increasing those leads and increasing conversion rates. That gets you more customers, Mm -hmm. right? So, and then we just follow it through to how do we get more repeat business? How do we convert, you know, customers who, let's say, accidentally walked into your retail store as an example versus someone who's going to be a, you know, a huge proponent and, and, uh, Scream to the top of their lungs that you need to you need to you know deal with Mark at his business right. So how do we how do we get them from you know like a, a suspect a prospect to actual customers and repeat business on top of that? You know those are very very important things. From the, those points, once we've got a really good flow of increasing profits, then we can start looking at leveraging. Leveraging really means you know at its very core doing something once and having it pay forever, right? Leveraging means team, leveraging means systems, leveraging means, you know, simple things like if you ran a a retail restaurant and you needed to demonstrate how to work a fryer, you can use a little YouTube or a a GoPro, the manual, and any employee that comes into the door from that day forward is not going to ever have to, you know, take the time away from that, uh, from that team, from that general manager or whoever. Right. You know, from that point, then we uh, then we move on up the scale again and get into teams and get really defined roles, see what capacity that each of the individuals in the organization can really handle. And do they do they understand what their positional contracts look like, their key responsibilities, their their KPIs, you know, is the vision in alignment with the organization, the business and the team, because we get into that, you know, that business cycle that sometimes people forget. Where you've got the owner, the owner obviously is, you know, the leader for the team. The team is the ones who are dealing with the customer and the customer is what feeds the business and ultimately <laughs> the owner. So you got to make sure all of those are very, uh, very in line and, and uh, uh, synergistic. Right. And then, you know, general managers, bringing in general managers to help facilitate that. It does a couple different things, right? Owners, predominantly on smaller businesses, they're a little bit more emotional about their business, and they also will discount their own services or value a lot of times. We do not want discounting ever <laughs> in an organization. So a general manager generally will hold to the rule of the law that had been set out, right? Yeah. Very easy for the, for the owner to uh, to make choices <laughs> yeah. that are not in best alignment with the business. So that's kind of, you know, how we how we achieve massive results with companies and with organizations is through a very defined six-step process. All of those have obviously different delineages or, or sub-areas, but as a, as a whole, generally that's how we build great, great companies. This is, this is really great information. John, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the idea of this idea of, of owner mindset. But before we do that, could you let everybody know who's watching, how can they get a hold of you if they want to hire an action coach or if they want to reach out to you specifically to get some more information? How can they reach you? On both sides. Certainly, I mean, on all social platforms, it's just Action Coach Canada. Uh, you'll be able to search us on Instagram, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. ActionCoach.ca or ActionCoachFranchise.ca. Both of those are set up specifically for individuals who are looking for a coach that can help guide them on this. And we have a little special offer uh, for everybody at the end of the show. We'll talk about more, but also, you know, for our franchise, uh, potential franchise partners, those individuals that are passionate that, uh, you know, would want to be a part of the second fastest growing industry uh, behind IT uh, right now is, is business coaching, right? We were pioneers in it 27 years ago. 
and we continue to expand. We're in 85 countries now, and Canada is just our, our new frontier. So on both sides, we've got uh, we've got some pretty uh, powerful uh, stack momentum and yep. uh, systems and processes in place to help. It sounds like a really great resource. If you find this information helpful, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it is really important that you take information that you find is important and find somebody who you know needs this information and then share it. I have said this in past episodes, that information is power, but it's only powerful if you share it. If you just hoard it into yourself and you watch it and you go, oh, that was great information, but then you see other people in your chamber of commerce or in your community or whatnot who could use the information, help them out by sharing the link to this video. Because I know if you're part of a community, you know people who need this information. And again, please give it a thumbs up, put comments in the comment box below, and please subscribe to this channel. <laughs> I hope you're getting as much out of this episode as I am. We will be right back after this. When you're delivering an important speech to a huge audience, it's easy to lose your place or go way over time. Give yourself an advantage with the Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app. No more checking your watch or calling for time. The Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app keeps you on track with easy-to-see timers, even changing color for visual prompts during your speech. And you can set audio cues to practice or set it to vibrate so you don't even have to look. Be the pro you know you are. Download the app at speakerpresentationtimer.com. Welcome back. We are here speaking with action coach, John Makowski. So John, you were mentioning this idea of owners becoming emotionally attached to their businesses. And this is where I think I have seen when it came down to transitionals, where it came down to trying to free up the owners from doing the day-to-day minutia stuff to, yeah. so that they can start focusing on what's important to their business. This idea of hiring a manager and handing off the operation to a manager can be really, really challenging. What mm. needs to happen in the owner as far as mindset, as far as systems is concerned to make that happen? I think, hmm, I mean, the, the objective way to look at it is, is to look at your numbers, know your numbers through and through. And, you know, if you can, uh, and I'm not talking about uh, numbers on a, on a QuickBooks, Excel, P&L statement, or, or here's, my, here's my revenue number, oh, I know my numbers. No, we need to dive a lot deeper than that, right? We need to dive real deep into things like I was describing on, you know, leads or conversion rates, how many customers are coming back in, and what, from what marketing sources, right? So in that instance, you know, I think giving them the hard numbers and showing them kind of what would actually happen if we were to institute some of these things and to stop discounting, you know, your services or, or what your products and services are offering, you know, that will give a little, little bump in vision. Ultimately, though, here's a formula for change in anything. It doesn't matter if it's personal relationships, if it's business ownership. It's, um, you know, your dissatisfaction times what your vision is of what your goals and dreams were, uh, both personally and in the business. Plus, your first steps in making a change has to be higher than what your resistance to change is. Mm -hmm. uh, as I said before, you know, prior to COVID, there was a lot of organizations and companies out there that were comfortable, you know, maybe some complacent. This has, you know, stirred up the need for, you know, them needing advice and direction uh, like never before. So, you know, things, things like that. That's the, the formula for change. Your dissatisfaction times what your vision is, plus your first steps is what we help you uh, take, uh, has to be greater than what your resistance is to change. We can overcome those, and a lot of the times it, it just comes down to understanding the numbers, 
But also, you know, there's got to be a mesh of what your vision and the mission statement of the company was, what your personal, what you wanted to to achieve, right? Maybe maybe freedom and selling the business for X amount of money was the, uh, maybe it's the dream. Maybe now, once we've shown you what can be accomplished over the, uh, you know, the coming years, maybe you just want to hold on to it. And again, get into that entrepreneurial mindset rather than the business owner mindset. Right. Again, thinking about this idea of owners being emotionally connected to their businesses that, you know, this business, I built this business 20 years ago. I've been working every day since I opened the doors for the first time. This is my business. Nobody can tell me how to run my business. Yeah. When it comes down to shaking out that line of thinking, at what point does reinvention come in? Like, at, like, because it's, it takes a lot of humility to realize that you can stand for some improvement. That's right. And so a lot of these small businesses, I think, end up with these blinders on that they just, they can't see the force. But I think somebody last week said, you cannot see the label from the inside the jar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, sometimes, I mean, you know, that's, that's perturbation. That's back to the idea of perturbation. Perturbation is just an outside influence that, you know, creates change. Right. Yes. So like COVID-19, like COVID-19 or as simply as a, a, a pot on a stove that's has heat applied to it. Right. Perturbation change into steam, simple things like that. So sometimes change ends up being a little bit too late because business owners, when they're going to sell, all of a sudden have a rude awakening that what they thought their business was worth is not what it actually was. You know, our uh, our CEO here at Action Coach Canada uh, started a private equity or helped uh, founded a, a private equity firm. And uh, he said time and time again, we'd be sitting at the table with uh, these individuals that thought they had great businesses and, you know, had a $10 million mindset. And not only did they did they have that belief about what their business was worth, but also, you know, transcended into their own personal lives because they were living the $10 million uh, lifestyle or they had the vision of what that would look like afterwards. And a lot of these companies, when they were like, you know, w- one specific example, they were having trouble getting to a valuation of, of five or six million. Uh, and that really kind of changed their mindset of saying, wow, we don't have what we thought we did. We still need to work because we can't retire yet. So sometimes it's too late. And I guess my message today is that you need to start today <laughs> making those changes. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're brand new in the business or if you're a baby boomer getting ready for that cusp of the new life. You need to be thinking this, like what is the ultimate goal? What do you want to take out of this business at the end of it? We are speaking with action coach John Mikowski, and we got more for you right after this. Every day you perform, maybe not on a stage in front of a captive audience, oh, thank you, thank you, but in your business, whether you know it or not, you are performing. Thinking about your business like you have to go out there and put on a perfect show can help create long-lasting success. And you can find out the secrets how in the new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater. Author, speaker, actor, and business coach Mark Hain breaks down how you can craft a solid foundation, rehearse before you ever serve your first customer, and take action to provide an experience worthy of a standing ovation. Mark's experience running casinos, restaurants, and hotels, as well as his time in live theater, has been preparing him to help put the spotlight on your business and give it its time to shine. Order his book, Lights, Camera, Action, today at your favorite online store or directly at markhane.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E dot com. 
Welcome back to this episode of Experienced Leadership. I am here with action coach, John Makowski. You know, when we talk about this, so we talked about a coach. Is the coach the only person that they need in order to do the succession planning? Is this, I mean, obviously it sounds like it is a good start. If somebody's looking to retire their business or retire from their business in five years, are there other avenues they should be looking at as well? Oh, there's there's obviously going to be subject matter, subject matter experts in, in all areas. I mean, obviously you want to use professional advice, you know, accountants, attorneys, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you, yeah, you've got to you've got to have a full team depending upon the size of the organization behind you that can help support a lot of those things. I mean, having a coach sets the business up to be very attractive for sellability. But as far as you know, obviously. You know, we were talking offline as well, right, in regards to a, a VLT business right, or a VLT within an organization, right? That's going to be very a very unique selling feature, but you're also going to have to have individuals set up that would be capable of even owning that type of a uh, type of a business, right? So right. there could be a lot of a lot of players or brokers involved in trying to find the right candidate for that for that uh, purchase Out of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when it comes down to succession planning, when it comes down to the owners looking forward now, should owners be making it known that they will be retiring or selling the business at some point? If there's alignment with with the team in the business, if there's alignment with the customers, uh, I mean, it really, I think it's going to be a little bit dependent upon the uh, type of business and the type of relationship you have with your clients. Then uh, I think if it's communicated properly, it's not it's not going to be a bad thing. I look at uh, something that is a very personable industry, like let's say the salon industry, right? My wife owns a salon. She's owned many different salons. You know, she's sold a couple of businesses as well. And her clients always followed her. If she said that I was selling and I'm retiring from this service, that might be a little bit of a different story and a little bit of a shock. I think that that would have to be communicated a little bit different ahead of time mm -hmm. than just saying, hey, we're, we're, we're closing up this location and selling the assets here and moving another one. Oh. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of stepping stones when it comes down to this idea of succession planning. And, you know, the more you've been talking about it, the more I'm realizing, you know, as you're telling your stories and you're telling some of the, the philosophies behind it all, and I'm pinpointing people who I know are in this position and how important it is for them to get clarity on what it's going to mm -hmm. take to su succeed. You know, this idea that people are unhappy a year after they sell their business, they are unhappy with the result of the sale, that it didn't go the way they thought it would. Yeah. The pride factor comes in. They're thinking that, you know, I've put 20 years in this business. You know what I've done here? <laughs> it's worth a lot more than what you, right? This whole pride thing. And, you know, this idea of getting kind of realistic expectations, getting a sound mind, somebody who's not, who's not tied to the business, who has no vested interest in the business to be able to provide that perspective, I can see would be hugely valuable. Mm -hmm. And think of it this way, you know, we know that businesses that are not owner operated are generally two to three times more valuable or have a higher valuation. That is because they've got systems and processes in place that have made that company successful. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. If you're an owner operator of your business, <laughs> there's a cautionary for you. John, this has been really great. I, I feel that we could probably stay here for like an hour talking more about this and getting into like deep dives into different aspects of this. Mm -hmm. But could you please remind everybody one more time how they can get a hold of you 
and Action Coach. Yeah, online through actioncoach.ca, actioncoachfranchise.ca as well. Any of the social platforms out there, Action Coach Canada. You can email me directly at john, J-O-N, at actioncoach.ca. And Mark will have my uh, phone number posted on afterwards as well. There you go. <laughs> I, I will. I have to point down because at some point it's going to end up down here. <laughs> Thank you. And you mentioned something about an offer. Yeah, I mean, a, uh, an offer and, and what we wanted to bring to your viewers afterwards was, um, you know, we've got a few things out there. Obviously, we believe in the entrepreneurial nature and uh, the entrepreneurial spirit of, of Canada. As I mentioned before, we want to have an action coach for every business in Canada. It's a lofty uh, vision, but it's something that we're pursuing. In that light, uh, we do have, I guess, a referral bonus that uh, we will buy $500 in products or services for someone who refers someone who becomes a partner or a client. So uh, an example for my wife's salon, if she had a client that needed either our action coach services or wanted to discuss partnership with us and running one of our franchises, if that uh, took place, we would uh, buy $500 of products or services from uh, from her. Uh, the other one, uh, which is extremely valuable at this time, there's going to be a white paper that Mark will send out as well as a free copy. It's an e-copy of Buying Customers uh, by Brad Sugars. He's our chairman and founder. This also relates to really bulletproofing your business uh, moving forward and also starting now with the end in mind and with that succession planning in mind. On top of that, uh, we are offering 30-minute coaching ses- sessions that uh, you know is really going to give you – you'll, you'll walk away with some valuable tools that you can start right away, but also to see if there's a good alignment between what we could do and how we could help. I know we've never missed our mark. We actually have a 17-week guarantee for all our all our clients, where we guarantee that within 17 weeks uh, you will, we will find our coaching fee, uh, or we'll continue to coach you for free. Generally, you know, generally speaking, once we've done that bit, uh, diagnostic uh, that you and I talked about earlier, Mark, mm-hmm. we're two to three times that value in that time period. So uh, we're very good at what we do. So, anyways, on top of that 30-minute coaching session, Brad Sugars originally had put out a five hours of video lessons yep. right at the very beginning of COVID to survive and thrive. So nice. as we're going through a second wave, we would like to offer that to all your listeners for free as well. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. And so again, I will be posting all the links to that down below. John, that's super, super generous. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. And and John, I can't thank you enough for being here to share your knowledge, your passion and your expertise. And you know what? Your passion really does come through in spades. So thank you again for doing this with us today. So why don't you give me a thumbs up if this was of value to you? As always, my offer stands as well. If you would like 30 minutes of my time to brainstorm your business with you and your team, please feel free to book yourself on my online calendar. The link is below. It's at meetme.so slash Mark As always, I am at your service. And if you haven't done so yet, please, please, please hit the subscribe button. Now, do it only if you want to. (laughs) But if you ring the bell, it'll give you first dibs whenever I bring you some fresh content to work on your business, not just in your business. Again, my name is Mark Hain. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership make sure you visit markhane.com where you can subscribe to iTunes or by RSS so you'll never miss a show. Or go directly to markhanelive.com to watch the video edition of this podcast. 
While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please give us a rating on iTunes, or you can share it and tell your friends all about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power, but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception.